spirit portals are open and a new world is dawning. A mysterious enemy has stolen Aang's staff and replaced it with a fake. Now four heroes must band to discover who is intent on stealing history's most important artifacts and perhaps something more sinister. It will take wit, strength, and determination to stop this threat and save history itself. Well, 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 well. Oh no! A lot of wells. Well, 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 well. Tsk tsk tsk. Will will. Does everyone remember that episode of The Office where Kevin is working a bar after having been fired? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He just keeps that saying well. well. Well, well, well. I actually never watched The Office. It's okay. Ooh. In fact, you enrich the broader culture. <laughs> we need people who haven't watched The Office <laughs> in the you world. Just as we like never seen. haven't watched Parks and Rec. Like me. I haven't watched that either. Nikki, you are a national treasure. <laughs> you know, if you don't like mockumentaries and you don't like mockumentaries they're not for everyone welcome back to relics of the new republic i am back home i am so grateful i ate lovely food i had the best meal of my life mm -hmm. um what was it i will send pictures of it was a tasting menu so i couldn't even remember things that we <laughs> ate all at least um, but yeah, uh, I will, I will share photos in, I forget what it's called. Potluck, podluck, podluck something like that. Podluck, podluck yeah. Our little Discord. food channel in our Discord. Our little food channel. Yeah. Join our Discord to see Steve's best meal of his life. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Unless you guys don't want to see all the pictures, which I understand. <laughs> it's a lot of, uh, literature. <laughs> well, last time... I believe we had um, a very eventful convergence at the circus where we left off Jingmin and Jinggong were in solo combat after Jingmin had issued her challenge. And Danny, do you remember the conditions of that challenge? Yes. Um... If Min loses, I remember that Jing Gong essentially is promised some degree of her cooperation and service and an openness to the Red Lotus. Yeah. And Min said that if she wins, that Gong needs to call whatever soldiers he has with him at the circus off and come with her and the twins to the Red Monsoon Club, the little clubhouse they have. Yeah, I think you just said come with you. Like, I don't think he knows any association with Red Monster. Yeah, right? I don't, yeah, I don't think I told him that. Yeah, so yeah, very exciting. So, Lotus or Monsoon, which red thing will prevail? <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's a punny title in the making there, Justin. I don't know. We can workshop something for this. We'll brainstorm. Yeah, red Lotus, Red Monsoon, Red Losoon, Red. Mon Loon red two two reds make a right question mark two reds are I mean, regardless of what happens it's still the red scare regardless 
Amuk oh, and no. Fumi and Lin uh, were last seen just walking into the circus. Tents came into view, uh, a bunch of roaring uh, noises, the clamor of crowds, and they saw a flying bison butt sticking out of a tent. And um, I don't know about y'all, but I decided more than ever to not prepare for all the possibilities <laughs> of what could happen in the next couple hours. Because there are just too many. I mean... And that's why we play to find out, right? Yeah. So, um, before we jump in, I would love to just ask a little banter question um, related to my travels, or at least inspired by my travels. Uh, what is a place that you have been that you would recommend people go. Now, this place can be anywhere. It can be um, something super local, quaint, a one-visit type of deal. Like if you happen to be in this area, go to this coffee shop. Uh, or it can be larger scale. Um, you know, you need to travel potentially very far to such and such a place because it's worth it on your bucket list. Anything you would like to share with the class? Therapy. I accept this answer. Tell me more, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's my that's that's my not real answer. <laughs> well, it was real enough for us. It's real for the yeah. audience, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> We're feeling it. Oh, you should you should yeah. go to therapy. No, no. Got, it is real to a point. Too real. You should go to therapy. <laughs> but um, I think everyone should go to the Philippines. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That was my I really I only had only thought of therapy, so I just I panicked and had to think of something. I was like, where have I gone that I think everyone should go to? I think the Philippines. Yeah, uh, tell, the, me, tell you, me about that. Have, it's just beautiful. It's the best food in the world. I'm not biased at all. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's the beaches, one of the beaches there. Two days ago, I get it. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so there's some. I think some of the beaches there are some of like the clearest water that you'll ever see in the ocean, and mm. you'll just see these beautiful coral reefs. Sometimes you'll get stung by a jellyfish bigger than your head, but mm. you know, such is life in the ocean. That's right. It's our natural element, so we should spend more time with the jellyfish larger than our head. Yes. Speaking of jellyfish larger than your head, for any Connecticut, New England natives, can I recommend to you my favorite tourist trap in all of the country? It is the Dinosaur Place in Oakdale, Connecticut. It is the country's largest outdoor dinosaur trail. And if you're like, Will, what is the dinosaur trail? You ask a great question. There's one of them in the country. And do you want to guess where it is? But it's also the largest, so they can put it on the sign. They have 60 real life-size replicas of dinosaurs from all different sorts of periods, interacting with each other, eating each other. You can also dig for gems in the mines they put the children in. I wish I was kidding about that part. There's a mine underneath the park. You can pay like 
20 bucks for 30 minutes of mine time and you put the kid in the mine and they dig up all these gems and stuff and then afterwards they have like a big table and you can compare what cheap shitty gems they've gotten to like the real ones inside the display case um there's also this thing called t-rex tower socks are required as you climb up this t-rex and perform death-defying stunts and challenges all for well the low low price of too much money it's in the <laughs> middle of nowhere nowhere uh and there's a large t-rex outside that usually has a branded coca-cola cup and branded <laughs> coca-cola sunglasses because obviously this pavilion must be sponsored by coca-cola <laughs> so yeah that's my recommendation for the dinosaur place in oakdale connecticut Thank you, Will Jinkies. Why do I just really want to see a pseudo sequel to Holes with Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> where instead of sending them to the place where they dug the holes, they send them to Oakdale, Connecticut to mine in the <laughs> dinosaur trail. <laughs> to mine in the fake dinosaur <laughs> mines. You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking impressed. at this place right now. And yeah. oh my God. <laughs> It's incredible. It is. It's absolutely nothing in comparison to the uh, dinosaur park in Florida that is set where like dinosaurs. No, it's. I should specify. It's like Confederate soldiers accidentally got sucked into a time machine and got pushed out into the dinosaur period. So there's like a much smaller dinosaur trail, much smaller than Dinosaur Place in Connecticut, where it's just Confederate soldiers being eaten by dinosaurs um <laughs> that one's really good for other reasons but the dinosaur place is better for looking for like historical accuracy you know what i mean hmm. <laughs> wow so i was wow. gonna say will that uh oh, being man. being from connecticut my brother and i once played a game of uh categories i tried to just go back and forth naming towns and cities in connecticut until we could not come up with one and we got past a hundred different places including no name ones with extremely small populations like amston like things people have never heard of love amston and i <laughs> and i just had not even heard of this this town you you said it was oakland or oakland oakdale or oakdale oakdale connecticut i have never i can assure you never heard of that in <laughs> my life does not exist outside of the dinosaur place it's what put it on the map thank you dinosaur place for increasing the fame of Oakdale. Oakdale may or may not be filed away in my brain now as like a fictional place to bring in as a GM. Sometime. <laughs> um, anyone else? Places that, that we should go. Uh, mine is, uh, do you want to have a terrible time where you're going to drive at least if you're in LA in at least three hours, but you're going north, so you're not going anywhere cool like San Diego. Have you ever heard of a small shitty town called Solvang? It's the biggest little Dutch town in all of California, and it is garbage. Calling you out, Solvang. You suck. <laughs> when we get sued by the city council, I'm pointing them right to you. <laughs> The town is boring. It's lame. They're supposed to be Dutch, but it's just a bunch of wineries. Uh, it takes forever to get there, and it sucks going back home. Well, we yeah. all know that the Dutch are world famous for their wine. So. Oh, yeah. Not their babies or their pancakes, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, that was a great pitch. Um, I don't know how to spell it because I don't know how to spell anything that sounds Dutch. I've never reliably been able to do that. It is S-O-L-V-A-N-G. Well, that's closer than... Okay, okay. Solvang. Well, Solvang's on the list, everybody, for those who feel inspired. <laughs> Nikki, you got anything? Small, um, big, far, of... near? Yeah, no, I've been to a nice, a few really great places, but I don't want to feed into some of the... Um overabundant tourism in some of those places so For i'm sure. going to stick mm-hmm. to hopefully a safer one um it's a cardiff um wales um i just hey. love how it's like a big city with a small town feel and like the little markets that you could go to between the streets um and also i went to my only castle there so nice, nice. Um, what was the castle and like? also yeah the castle was really cool um it was like you know, we climbed all the way up these like really steep stairs to the top. It was kind of scary, but also really cool once we got up there. Um, but the main like nice living area was like more on the side. Very nice. But, yeah, and then I was also going to say where a lot um, of Doctor Who happens too, right? Is in Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. We actually went to the Doctor Who uh, museum there too, and that was really cool. Oh, Damn fun. Time. Yeah, it was so funny because um, my friend was like standing right in front of a Dalek and didn't even notice. So I was like, stop there. I'm going to get a picture. Um, But while you're in the general area and if you take a um, train to London, there is a little known place um, called the London Dungeon, which was a lot of fun too. And they basically take you through a an interactive tour of like all of london's darkest moments from oh, like the plague to jack mm. the ripper to like they take you through a little oh. trial love that man jack the ripper <laughs> oh, what a guy ah uh, jack we go way back we'll uncover yeah, that history bike. later <laughs> 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 Thank you, Nikki, for that well-rounded uh, and lovely picture. Um, I feel like I feel conflicted because it's like I have two people who I think gave us what I would call anti-recommendations for a place and two who gave us real ones. And so like now I'm like of two minds about how to answer my own question. Just just say a place that you don't you could honestly care less if people go to or not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mystic Connecticut. Um, my, yeah, my, I, the same way, but Mystic. My my thumbs up wholehearted answer is uh, Toledo, Spain. I'll, I'll go with that route. A bunch of things are in my head, but gotta choose. And um, it's great for a day trip from Madrid if you're traveling Spain ever, and um, you have to walk across this uh, lovely bridge. Uh, to get into old Toledo proper. And it feels like you're just walking into a castle, uh, but you're actually walking into like a small city. The whole thing feels like a castle in terms of the exterior wall. And it's famous for steelwork and they know it. So they've got lots of shops where um, people make daggers and show swords and all kinds of cool stuff Mm. for people who like that stuff. Uh, cool. So you'll see all the favorites because, you know, everybody wants their like Game of Thrones sword or their, you know, Lord of the Rings sword or similar things. 
Um, and then there's also a, a small museum of torture for those who want something similar to the London Dungeon theme. Very dark. Um, and there's also, uh, which for some reason can be hard to find, um, like a sangria slushy. I think the word they use Ooh. is granizada. And um, so sangria granizada is, I highly recommend, especially in a hot um, summer trip or something like that. It's incredible. Sounds delicious. Yeah. So those are all lovely things. There's plenty more to explore in all these places, I'm sure. Um, but thank you, my players, for your your contributions. Maybe next time I'll ask the opposite, or so, soon I'll ask the opposite question, and it may prompt opposite responses in you all. So take you you the recommendation that day. What happens? <laughs> That's right. Who knows? What did you say, guys? Oh, I didn't say anything. I was just laughing at the idea. <laughs> you wanted to hear you laugh. Gus, can you just laugh again for us? I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> we just get a clean uh-huh. laugh uh-huh. for the audio from uh-huh. Gus. <laughs> okay, great. Add to the soundboard. Thank you. Mm. Banana. Banana. Oh wow! If any of our if any of our listeners feel so inclined, um, capturing sound bites for a soundboard would be hilarious. I don't know what that would entail, but welcome oh, probably, everybody. Probably Jing Min's little raccoon growl that she had, and I think it was like the second or third arc. <laughs> That's so good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, with the other Jing Min quip that was super memorable. Uh, <laughs> Just because they bleed doesn't mean they die. Yeah. That <laughs> sounds like good Jingmin logic. Something like that. Exactly. Well, the last thing before we jump in is that Justin's conscience is greatly burdened because we have had for a long while this bit about a musical episode thanks to Gus's creativity and insistence on the musical episode coming up as a theme. And now we see our community loving and latching onto this idea and getting excited about it. And on the one hand, we, we just wanted to tell you that it's a bit and that it would be extremely phys- like infeasible, just technically difficult to do a live musical episode, the, the gear that that would require and so on, the practice and, and so on. However, we did push Justin perhaps too much. And for now, we have a concession which is that if we get 1,000 White <laughs> Lotus patrons, we will uh, go to Gen Con and do a live version of whatever musical episode we produce. And if we get to 100, not 1,000, much less, 100 White Lotus patrons, then we will pre-record a musical episode. Because live is just crazy, crazy difficult to pull off. Near impossible. <laughs> and for 10 White Lotus patrons. <laughs> Guess is riffing now. This is a bit. It's not a bit. This is real. Uh, no, it's a if bit. If we're at Gen Con, if I'm at Gen Con and you see me, I will give you a, uh, a sticker and, uh, oh. and a sensual hug oh. if you would like. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, we can accept yeah. that one. I too tried to only offer consensual hugs for 10 more Patreon subs 
I'll spend the entire weekend at Gen Con blindfolded. You're going to do that anyways. I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> Didn't you do that last time? I just needed an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> if you so find me at Gen some... Con, I'll give you a magic card. We do make stickers <laughs> in the merch store. Uh, and we should make some new stickers for this show so Justin that you have has, those. Has been has been triggered so hard by me, and I feel so bad. <laughs> you don't <laughs> feel bad. Wes starts talking, ripping on Patreon goals. I grip my chair tighter. <laughs> Twenty-five patron goals. I will send you Justin's chair, one piece at a time, <laughs> in the mail. <laughs> I cannot oh. wait to listen to this back and see how much of this Justin has cut so that we don't make <laughs> promises to our audio-only listeners. Yeah. I just want a live read of Justin's cortisol levels so <laughs> that I can correlate them with the stuff we say. New Patreon goal will put Justin's heart rate in the bottom left of the screen if we get five more patrons. That's so hard to do, though. It's so hard. No, it's so easy. It's so it's easy. easy. It's literally a plug-in. It's a plug-in. You said like a what, like a Fitbit or are there watches yeah. that can? Because Justin yeah. can send his medical live medical info being fed into our stream. Well, <laughs> wow, Justin, that cortisol is really high. You should go to the emergency room. <laughs> Uh, we're well, playing a game right i think we are i think we're here for a game okay i'm well, having so much is, uh, fun game or no you all are fun stress out justin that's the game that is the game within <laughs> the game the game we all play <laughs> well i think we open where we closed amuk lin fumi you have walked into the circus following the information provided to you by Woshi Keru about a point of access to a series of secret underground tunnels that run beneath Republic City. You know that wherever this access point is, I think we've said you surmise it's in one of these tents, um, it will lead you to the site where the deal is supposed to take place where you are to ensure that all goes smoothly or else provide extra muscle. But you have just seen a strange thing. The butt of a flying bison protruding from a circus tent. And I don't think I said this last time on air, but I will add it this time. You see Donna and Perla one of them is circling the same tent, looking for a place to pull up the pinned down fabric or the pegs to get into it. And another has just been blasted away from the opening of the tent by the flying bison's tail. You know what you're here for. You know you did not expect to see Red Monsoon here. What do you do? Uh... Guys, I just think it's important to clarify that Donna has not been hired as part of the circus as an aerial act. I, that's, wow, she's really going. <laughs> Should we help her? No. <laughs> Why would, we... <laughs> what are we going to do? 
you want to capture midair? I think that's going to hurt more. I think that's going to hurt more. So I'm trying to track what you're picturing based on what I said. And I, I just want to clarify. She is still very much on the ground. Oh, trying to I pull up like... tent pegs at the base <laughs> of the tent to get under the canvas and into it. You were picturing a blasting off again. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was picturing. Just in the air. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was like dead. I thought she was gonna die. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we've got one who's blasted away and is laying down on the ground and getting up again. Then we've got one who's encircling the base of the tent. Very much staying true to her lack of aerial abilities. Okay. <laughs> Do we go beat them up? Like, what is... No, no, because we may need their help later. Okay. Okay. Um, where exactly is the drop point? Is it... It's not where they are, right? Does it have an exact enough location? It's hard to tell. As you look at your little piece of parchment, you can't tell whether it's in that tent or one of the two adjacent tents. So, Lynn, you're looking at the one that has a flying bison sticking out of it. That one is extremely ornate. And so you would know without question, your parents are doing really well. Like, oh. the, this is an upgrade. Mm -hmm. Um... And you would also know that they would reserve the flashiest tents for either main events or for themselves. Yeah. And you know where the main events are based on all of the noise. So Somebody the other options. The yeah. Other, other tent. It's got the hole in it. <laughs> so there's this tent. There's a shabbier tent that's further back. Um, and you know from your memory that um, shabbier tents used to be used primarily for storage. Um, they're more out of the way, the beaten path of all of the circus goers. And then uh, the third option is uh, the main event tent where a live show is unfolding. Okay. So our options are we either investigate what's happening with flying bison. I vote no. Or we go to the kind of dingy looking tent that's probably got the hole in it. Yeah, I don't think I want any airbender to see me right now. I mean, they don't necessarily have to be an airbender. Sometimes they just get their hands on bison. We don't have to discuss why or how, but some possibility it's not an airbender. Either way, Donna and Perla can probably handle it, right? Yeah, Amuk, what do you think? I mean, I think they're fine. They're they're big gals. They'll be okay. They hit it's us pretty hard last then. time. It's. I mean, I also don't think they'd be happy to see us. Um, Since, you know, we left their shoes on the ceiling and we yep. literally kicked them while they were down. But we also helped them after that. That's true. We did do that. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And we broke them out of the prison. Sorry, we broke them out of the prison. Okay, what if... I want to say, maybe, Fumi, do you want to go check out the drop site? I'll go look and help them out. 
I don't know. What do you? I I don't know if splitting up's the right idea here. Lynn, do you want to maybe check on your parents or anything while we're here? No. Okay. <laughs> real? Too real? <laughs> Just yeah, then, let's... Lynn, you see your mother. <laughs> Does she see me? Cloth. It doesn't seem so. She looks very harried. She steps out of uh, the main tent where the events are very loud and unfolding and fixes her hair, composes herself. You notice immediately that she is wearing very fine clothing compared to what you saw them in last. Red velvet, gold adornments, Uh, Lynn's gonna really quickly step behind a mook. Use a mook as like a human shield and say, it's really messed up they got rich after I left. A mook just... Are you talking about the, the one that just walked out of the tent? Yeah, yeah. Her clothes have no holes in them, except for the ones that are supposed to be there. It's like, it's messed up. Do you think we can walk like this over to the tent so that she doesn't see me, like me behind you? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that's a problem. Who is this woman to you? Can is, we talk about it later? Your, is that your no, mom? Shh, no, don't say it. Shh, don't say the word. Don't say the word. Oh, sorry. She might hear you. Okay. Um, if she looks over, I'll try to distract her. Okay. How late? How, how late in the night is it right now? Or are we in, is it the middle of the day? What? It's it's like it's like sunset right now. So a bunch of folks are gathering. Still light, um, but the light will fade in some time. A mook was just gonna like huff up his chest as much as he can, and like <laughs> awkwardly grab walk to the side of somewhere else to help Lynn hide. Yeah. And Lynn's going to copy Amook's motions as best as possible as to not stray from his shadow. As you do this, um, Lynn, your mother do. Uh, she's just finished composing herself. She seems to take a deep breath and almost with like a an orchestral gesture, like as if directing musicians with both hands has composed herself. And then she turns and walks around the edge of the main event tent and starts helping and directing people into it. And as she passes the cluster of you, she looks at a mook's stance and says, lovely crab walk, darling. Excellent form. <laughs> just, Thanks. Uh, my armpits are sweaty. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> my armpits are sweaty <laughs> this is your chosen <laughs> phrase it's a great uh, question Danny asked in my personal chat could this be a move I think <laughs> it could but I'm electing not to trigger a move yet <laughs> um, I'm okay with you sneaking by throw? her <laughs> a death saving throw 
Yeah. So yeah, uh, otherwise, uh, you're able to uh, make it away from her. And she seems fully occupied, Lynn. Thank God. Let's Once cut. Like out of your shot, Lynn <laughs> says, do you see how she fixed her face? She's so fake. Yeah. Mook just looks at Boomy. We're going to need to address that later, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Lynn. A true sign of wealth, as Lynn indicated so aptly, is that you get to choose where the holes in your clothing are. Yep. And we cut to Jingmin inside of the tent. Jingmin, you are up a pole some distance. Yes. Because of your uh, recent strike and piercing your grandfather's arm, he has elected to let go. He's returned to the ground, removed the arrow from his arm. What do you do? I believe we were between exchanges. Yes. Do you say anything in between? I think you were ready to go into another exchange, or I just want to give you an opportunity. Yeah, she's going to, at this point, just look at Jing Gong, and she'll say, The fight's still on, Grandpa. This bison's but, a, but an obstacle. Indeed. Give me but a moment. And he turns around and looks at the bison and its rider. My quarrel is not with you. And he just waves a hand. And to your surprise, Jingmin, the bison rider cocks their head inquisitively at your grandfather and obeys. Sorry, uh, let's get out of here, Boom Boom. And they start retreating from the tent. He's a mind bender. <laughs> He's too powerful. Um, are you going to stay up in that pole? You're an easy target. Do you think being up here gives me an advantage? Then I'll get down. And she'll sort of leap off of the pole, kind of like planting her foot on it and jumping off of it. And she's going to start shooting as she's above him. So she, I want to start this exchange in the air mm -hmm. above him. <laughs> oh, I love this. You launching to the side, just like firing mm -hmm. multiple arrows. Okay. Give me a stance roll. I hope I don't die. Oh no, I hope I don't die. Also, speaking of that, um, don't forget that Jingong gets an extra technique each <laughs> exchange because of the challenge. Thank you, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And let's see, we've looked at some techniques for Jingong. Um flowing stance, Danny. I don't have yeah. it pulled up. Do you know which stance that falls under? Um, flowing stance falls. I'm pretty sure it is evade and observe. But okay. I can pull that up real quick just to be 
absolutely sure positive. Good old sure positives. It's always better to be sure positive about something than just positive. Or just sure. I couldn't agree more. Um, yeah, flowing stance is evade and observe. Okay. <laughs> but um, I think Jingmin is going to... Yeah, what move is this? What are you what are you going what stance is this, do you think? She'll strike. So not strike, so, I mean um attack attack, attack and advance and attack, yeah. So we're gonna right. that passion. Yeah. That is a seven. Okay. What do you choose? Um, is this strike? Yeah, she's she's just going to strike. She strikes. Um, I will not mark the fatigue. So you can. So Gong can choose to either mark two fatigue, mark a condition, or shift their balance. And um, in the narrative, it's just as I said, she leaps off of the pole, and as she's above him, it just starts launching like three arrows down at him. Okay. I will take the two fatigue for Jing Gong. Okay. And what that looks like is that despite his, you know, sure-footedness and confident movements in dodging these arrows, across each, uh, you know, string of shots, Jingmin, you, you see that your grandfather is already tiring a little bit. He's expending a lot of energy to keep up with you, and it's not quite what you remember of your trainings with him. Hmm. He's so I will take old. that I will take that to fatigue. And my stance will be evade and observe and I will do flowing stance, which reads you take up a stance and ena <clears throat> to enable you to string many motions together fluidly. Mark to fatigue so this is a fatiguing exchange. <laughs> Mark two fatigue and become prepared. While you are prepared from this technique, you may use one additional weapons training advanced technique of your chosen approach each exchange as long as you advance an attack or defend a maneuver. So my understanding is that this can stack with the additional move that I are or technique that I already get from Jingmin's yeah. challenge. <laughs> I don't see any reason why not. Oh, it sure can. So I'm at a total of four fatigue with this. To uh, stay into the fiction here, um, I am going to not spend a ton of time looking at evade and observe in the manual. <laughs> and I'm going to <laughs> lean into the fiction here um, for the next technique, Jingmin. Focus on kind of the right. screenplay. <clears throat> After you land, because I assume you were intending to land rather than fly. Yeah. Also, I'm <laughs> just, I realized too, I moved, which doesn't make sense. Having chosen the um, approach I chose. So I think, are you okay with me doing that if I just promise to use the Venom Maneuver next exchange and use Caesar position as part of that? <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, I definitely, I, I place into the fiction that Jingmin was moving. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge deal mechanically okay. to me. Cool. Um, let's see. Jingong also he gets a clear fatigue, having chosen evade and observe. Ah, that's right. Thank you. You just keep so, throwing bones to Steve left and right. You're like, hey, let me uh, give you this really cool technique you can do. <laughs> to let me four times in a row. You also I, have one less fatigue. I love that I didn't even have to say anything. I was just like, oh, okay. It was resolved. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're playing the game, right, guys? It, no, you're 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 excellent in doing that. Thank you, and it helps me juggle stuff. Don't worry, Jinkies. It's not me versus you all. I don't feel like that sometimes, though. <laughs> no, it's it, it, but in this particular instance, it is quite literally you versus Danny. I feel like that should be. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what I'm going to do is bolster or hinder. I'm going to choose the hinder side of that equation uh, oh, to joy. impede a nearby character, namely Minnie, inflicting an appropriate status. Um, and I think the, what, what this looks like is, uh, you're both very skilled weapons users. And once you've landed Jingmin and you roll and come to stand, you don't have time to react when you see your grandfather has thrown, uh, I don't actually know what it's called. I think it's a bolas. I think it's the same thing that you attached to your arrows. Uh, mm. So a short length of cord with a weight on each end. And it just spins towards you with blinding speed and wraps around your ankles. I'd like for you to mark the status impaired. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Okay. Ouch. The, uh, <clears throat> let's see. So I have that. I have that technique. I want to just make sure that I'm not making myself overpowered here. I'm checking that I get my third move now um, and not in the next exchange. So I become um, prepared and then, so I think that's simultaneous then. So I become prepared. It's a flowing stance. Oh, prepared, yeah. prepared. You become prepared, but with flowing stance, the, um, the extra technique it gives you only applies for advance and attack or defend and maneuver. Yes. So not what I'm currently in. So either which way would not apply to me yet. So, and based on my reading of that, for those who are trying to learn, um, I think this move would have to resolve in this exchange, give me prepared. And then while I'm prepared, I have the benefits of that for the future exchanges. So I don't think that you would be able to use that and then get a technique back in the same exchange. Hmm. Um, but yeah, while uh, I'm prepared, yeah. Yeah. Jing Gong uh, gathers himself into a new stance, a lower, deeper horse stance, and his eyes peer at you, Min. And he says, Mini, your movements, they are more smooth. Who has been training you? Do you answer? Um... As she's sort of on the ground, just looking at him, trying to just like sort of kick off the bolas <laughs> on her legs. She'll say, I just, 
I decided the best person to train me is myself. I don't need you or anyone else. And she'll shoot more arrows at him. Oh, <laughs> oh that's fine. I'm just staying in the fiction in this narrative moment, but um, yeah, we can work yeah. on. Oh, no, that's yeah. that's um, that's yeah. that, I think that's how she responds. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, given given the position that you're in with this wrapped around this bolas wrapped around your ankles, uh, it is harder to to steady and aim, and so he mm -hmm. dodges those arrows with ease. Alone? Not likely. Your spirit, Minnie. You have grown, perhaps in ways that I could not teach you. So who then? Who have you been spending your days with? Surely you aren't alone anymore. After I beat you, you can meet them yourself. Your words land hard, men, as he sets his jaw very well. But given this conversational exchange, uh, I'm going to shift your balance towards community. Your grandfather, a significant influence on your life even to this day, knows what you know to be true in your heart, which is that through other people, you have grown. Mm. Um, Jingmen... Is going to try to resist that. Understandable. I think, especially it coming from her grandfather. Um, I mm -hmm. think if it was, you know, back in the past, while like he was still training her, you know, he can shift her balance. Oh, he runs. But this is their first interaction after Jingmen having learned of his involvement with the Red Lotus, and so she's had this entire time to sort of make up in her own mind what kind of person. Jingong really is. Mm -hmm. And so she doesn't want him getting in her head. Heck no. So yeah, I'm nah. going to roll. Oh, it just says roll. That's crazy. <laughs> what? Just roll? I just roll. roll? What? <laughs> when you resist when you resist an NPC shifting your balance, roll. <laughs> Do I just roll? That's that's really funny. Uh, Am I just yeah. rolling? Do I, that's, do I not that's, roll with... Yeah. There, there's no applicable stat. All right. Wow. They said this is up to God and God alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please do well, sir. Ay ow, 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 ouch. Mm -hmm. Ouch. Mm -hmm. What happened? Ouch. Ouch. Um, uh, nothing good. The psychological pain right I'll tell now you that is much. off the charts. Yeah, yeah. I, I rolled a six, so I have to mark in condition, and you can shift my balance twice towards community instead. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think insecure makes the most sense here. Okay, okay. I like it. Um... And so now I, I was will... at plus one excellence, but now I'm at plus one community and minus one excellence. That's right. Plus one community. Wow. Wow. What a shift, <laughs> man. Wow. So the NPC's <clears throat> words hit you extra hard, according to the book here. 
Yeah, and I think um in the fiction, like we see Jingmin sort of pause a little bit at that. And for a moment, I mean she this is her first time seeing her grandfather since she left. Mm-hmm. So she's still like with him. She's still only known him as like an authoritative figure over her, right? Yeah. And so I think we see a moment of her almost like giving in to submission, you know? Mm-hmm. And we see it we see for a second this moment of the weakness that Jingman feels actually show. Yeah. But she she'll try her best to shake that off and continue trying to best gong. That's right. You said what you said. And it sounds I to shade, him like you're not listening. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Let's cut to outside of the tent. My friends, you watch a flying bison retreat from this tent. Fumi, if the person on top is an airbender, you can't tell from their robes or appearance. Interesting. They just look okay. like a circus worker, so who knows? Hmm. With a strange, perplexed expression on their face, they scratch their head and say, All right, boom, boom, I guess this way. And they walk back towards the back end of the main event tent as though queuing for a performance. Question. Mm -hmm. So now that the flying bison has left the entryway to that tent, can we see in now from where we're standing? You cannot. The flap just closes behind it. But you do see and Perla step into the tent moments later. And as they lift the tent flap, you can tell that there's not much in the tent. Okay, should we go in the tent? Not to not to possibly interrupt anything, but I'm a little worried that if they're going in there, they could be doing something they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. I mean Yeah. I feel like we're in that age-old TTRPG conundrum where all right, Going into this tent will be great for all of us because we'd reunite the party, but I don't want to force my character into doing this. So what what would make sense for my character to do? <laughs> the classic, I don't want a meta game. But it feels like I am, but it's not. I, don't I mean, I can tell you that, you know, you have information to work with and any of the choices you make will be interesting. I'm going to say this is not metagaming because we <laughs> hate Donna and Perla. Mm-hmm. Well, not hate fully anymore. I hate, I will jinkies. Oh, look at the front of me. Look at the front of me. Okay, hate is hate. I feel like it does, it's not unrealistic to be like, what are you doing here? Especially for Lynn, right? Mm-hmm. To be like, what? Mm don't beat up my dad like baseline mm. like that's half the concern what is happening mm. yeah um 
I feel like they kind of know this is Lin's area of expertise, or at least Fumi does, and is following along with that suggestion. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Especially because Zana and Perilla are people who have caused problems in the past, and we've seen them. <laughs> yeah, know. what are they here for? Yeah. Not popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or face painting. <laughs> oh, Jingmin's face you never painted know. like a raccoon. I forgot about that. <laughs> sure <laughs> is. I cannot wait for you to roll a trick to see if we recognize you or not when we enter this tent. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Let's break for an ad. If you thought it was game over at Dumpy's, think again. Because with new and improved recipes, it's like a Fumi sweep every time. Dumpy's. Oh, I love that. <laughs> that's like that's like the, that's like the ten-second unskippable <laughs> YouTube ad version. And we're back. Well, you have decided, Lynn, that whatever's going on. You don't like the sight of the Red Lotus mixing no. with your parents' circus. And so... The Red Monsoon? Sorry, the Red Lo the red Monsoon. I almost said it again. The Red <laughs> Monsoon. Give us a plot point? Write that down. Write Huge that down. plot point. Huge revelation. <laughs> Don and Perla are in charge of the Red Lotus. <laughs> They're in charge of it? They've been playing dumb the whole time. The whole no. time. <laughs> Since our time, they're airbenders who can fly. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that would be um, amazing. Um, but I have not set that up at all, so that would be very strange. <laughs> you move towards the tent. Tell me, how do you approach it? Do you do anything in particular, or do you all just go for the main entrance? Um, Lynn's going for the main entrance. We're going to, like, peek first. Okay. I'm picturing Lin, Amook, Fumi, anything else to note? No. no Fumi will just be like follow. peeking under her. Okay. <laughs> nice. Just like a little stack her, of peeping. No, I imagine Amook would be like back to both Fumi and Lin to make sure no one's like looking at us. Okay, that's smart. Oh. Yeah. I kind of want to give you something here, Amook, but. I'm going to say that as you turn around to be vigilant, to scan the horizon, I'd like for you to assess the situation. Okay. Okay. Using a new die tonight. So I'm really worried. <laughs> you got this. I don't, I don't got this. Oh, no. no. What do you got? <laughs> uh, Oh wait, never mind. Hold on. It's focus for assess creativity. Situation. Creativity. You know, it's not bad. It could be worse. That's that's only a seven. Yeah, that's a hit. That's fine. It's, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you get to ask one question. What is the? Oh my god, I had it. I have them. If you, yeah, if you want to give them to me one more time, that'd be great. No, I haven't yeah. found them. I don't want to waste All my right, time. So there are five. There are what here can I use to blank? So like, what here can I use to kill Jingmin? 
to kill Lin or to kill Akifumi. For or who or what is the biggest threat? What should I be on the lookout for? What's my there best way That's in, out, or through? Oh, what should I be on the lookout for? Yeah. Hmm. Well, well, well. What a good question. Amook. You see something you do not expect. As you scan the horizon and see a few more people trickling into the main event tent entrance, showing their tickets, getting stamps on their wrist, you notice a little ways off um, the gate of somebody, and it just feels familiar. You know, when you can see someone at a distance and somehow you're just like, wait, I feel like I know who that is just from the way they walk. Mm -hmm. And as they, they come a little closer towards you and then carve a path quickly turning in between the main tent and the storage tent, the shabbier one, you catch a glimpse of their face beneath the hood. It's a face you recognize from the distant past. An ex-equalist. I would like to ask you for a name of somebody that you worked with when you trained under Amon. Uh, on. What's that? Han. H-A-N. Nice. Han. Nikki, are you in our character uh, our character list document? Oh, yeah. I I am. I just... I will add it now. I was, like, like, totally not thinking about it. No, it's all good. I was just curious if you're already jumping in to note mode. <laughs> what is What does Han look like, Mamook? say Han is almost like the exact opposite of a mook. Let's say she's tall, mm -hmm. slim. Um, where there was hope in her eyes, there's just an empty void now. Mm. And the last time I want to say a mook saw Han... I would say it was probably when everything fell apart after the Equalist got taken care of by by Korra. Okay. Is is Han here like with like a group of people or is Han solo? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Thank you. Hooray. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Mixed reviews. Mixed reviews. I'm, I'm going to meet myself for the remainder of this of this recording now. Uh, <laughs> oh, it is no. at the moment indeed solo. <laughs> you know that it's Han. Mm -hmm. And you see that same hopeless expression for just a moment before her face is covered by the edge of her hood and she disappears into the storage tent as soon as i i see this i'm just kind of quietly but enough for both the 
both of them to hear me just ask did you guys find anything yet? Because I think I saw something I wasn't expecting. Lin and Fumi, as you pop your heads into the tent, I think you know what you see. You see a strange, small raccoon. Or rather, a person with the likeness of a raccoon. In perhaps uh, more than one way. Uh... Amuk, I think we found something we weren't inspecting either. Uh, uh, um, I think Jinmin, Jinmin challenged someone else to a duel. Yeah, um, there are arrows everywhere. Everywhere. There are. <laughs> Amuk comes into the tent. Would would we immediately recognize that these are Jingmin's arrows? I mean, you would, and you would have a very strong instinct about Jingmin being Jingmin. J- Danny, would you like the makeup to have been so good that they have to roll or that you have to roll trick for them to know no, who they, you are? No, I think especially with it being <laughs> raccoon makeup, maybe I look more like Jingmin than I ever have before. <laughs> Those I, who I think really it's very easy you. for them to recognize me. I mean, yeah. my hair might be down, but I mean, I'm still wearing the same clothes. I'm probably wearing the same exact clothes that I was wearing when they last saw me, which is a little, you know, disconcerting, but you know, it's, <laughs> there are okay. other giveaways oh, like her size in. relative to her bow. Right. Yeah. Well, I just want to make sure there wasn't, you know, like a, you know, for, for the fiction, I want to make sure like, yeah, we would instantly recognize it, that it's Jingmin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As soon as I think a mook makes eye contact with Jingmin, He's just gonna look at her for a second and just immediately send a blast of water at her. We've joined the fight on the side of the grandfather. <laughs> Ching Gong <laughs> comes into your view as you step into the tent, Amuk. You do not recognize this man or his severe expression. He draws two arrows at once, pointing them towards the mouth of the tent where you, Fumi, and Lin have just stepped in and nods to Min, who's just been knocked over by a blast of water while her ankles are tied. (laughs) And he asks, no, he says, I see you've made some enemies, Minnie. These aren't my enemies. Amuk, what are you doing? I don't know who you are, little one. And then Amuk is just going to immediately palm strike uh, the grandfather. Well, if ever there was a question about it, you are now in the exchange, Amuk. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. Goodness, goodness, goodness. Oh goodness me. <laughs> I'm curious. Um, let's let's do this one in the fiction, mm-hmm. and then I'll allow cause... Fumi and Lin to make decisions about what they do as well. What were we going to say, yeah. Gus? I was going to say my thought process was uh, if he's closer to the mouth of the tent, pushing Jingmin away with my water as he's pointing the two towards us. It's that like. Uh, palm strike to the to the old man that's throwing arrows at us. 
I'm assuming I'd be like ahead of Boomy and Lin inside mm -hmm. the tent at this point. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing based on it because they popped their heads okay. in and you said I go in. And so I'm picturing yeah. you in front of them, at least defensively, to take arrows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 I want to make sure. Do you think that with your initial strike to Min, there's a window of opportunity for Jing Gong? Yeah. I think that would be. <laughs> Mechanically, yes, it would make He would. Now that this is the same system, right? Like an attack of opportunity, I think would happen sure. for him. <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. at least theoretically like a, a smidge of time where you're making your decision to bend. You have this exchange. You turn to him to strike, and he has arrows drawn, as I've said. Mm -hmm. Danny, what did Min say? That these aren't my enemies? Did you say they're my friends? Did I hear that? No, no. Okay. She very specifically sure. said, yeah. oh no, my response was very specific to what Jingmin said. I know what Gus's stance was as a mook. It's like, yeah. I don't know you. I think old Jingmin <laughs> said, no, they aren't. What are you doing, Amook? That's, that's right. like all she said. Yeah. yeah. So you at least know one of them by name. Mm. But Amook doesn't know Jingmin's name. Is pretending to not know Jingmin's name. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, what a difficult position to be put in. As you move forward with this strike, Amuk, you are met with an arrow in the shoulder. Your strike connects, knocking this elderly man backward. But I would also like is, for you to mark to fatigue. Is there any opening for me to say anything? Oh, yeah. So she's going to talk, kind of addressing both Amuk and Gong. Mm -hmm. She's going to say, Grandpa! I said this fight's between us two. No interferences, they're just obstacles. And then she'll turn and look at Amuk and she'll say, Amuk, I don't know what you're planning. But I need this. This isn't to prove anything to anyone else but myself. I don't know if you think I'm not capable, but right now I don't care. I just want to prove to myself that I am. So let me just pummel my grandfather into the ground with arrows, and if I fall, then you have free reign to kill him. And then I'm going to try to call... I would like to try to call a mook out. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to try to live up to his, um, I want to call him out to live up to his, uh, restraint principle. Mm. And so if you need this for reference, Gus, this is on page 138 of the core rulebook. When you openly call on someone to live up to their principle, shift your balance away from center. So now you got to go even deeper into community, men. Oh my god. Plus two community. And so you're going to name and roll. Yep. Do I move anything on my balance? We have to see what the result of the roll gotcha. is okay. first. Yeah. Okay. So Danny, um, you've named the principle of restraint. What is restraint at right now, Gus? Uh, restraint is at a minus one. Okay, so in order um, to do this, it's going to be slightly more quick, mechanically oh, difficult than for Gus, Danny. Gus, am I am I still your lodestar? 
Yeah, you are. No, 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 no. Oh. I have officially changed my Lodestar to... Oh, God, did we? I, I thought I changed it to Benny for a little bit while you were gone. Oh, no, I can't remember. I will accept the I decision. I don't remember. No, if I don't remember it, it must have not been happened. Chat, please inform me later. For now, I'll, we'll just play it as it, it's still. Yeah, it's still. So. So if I'm still your Lodestar, then I then I automatically get a 10 plus. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. All right. No. I, yeah. 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 yeah ding, yeah. ding, ding. Round one. <laughs> So on a hit, they are called to act as you say. They must either do it or mark a condition. You don't have to listen. Yeah. I'm just going to ignore it. Um, <laughs> he's he's, he's going to take the angry condition. Okay. Mm. Is there some? Is there what, what does this look like, like in the fiction? Like what's what's a mook immediate response in the narrative? Mm -hmm. a response to Jingmin saying this. I think he's still like, I, I picture this as it's happened as soon as I finished the first strike. You're yelling this out. A mook is going to just as he's finished connecting with with the grandfather just look at Jingmen and say I still don't know you but clearly it sounds to me like you're trying to prove something to yourself and push Jingmen out of the tent as much as possible ah so ignoring the request to be allowed to do the solo challenge and physically trying to remove Jing Min from the fight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, this is one of those rare occasions where I'm seeing what will probably be a very direct contest of wills. <laughs> <laughs> we only have one here. <laughs> Are you replacing me? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Will. Impossible. Impossible. A contest of volition. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Got it. I <laughs> good. Can I can I as as I'm physically trying to push Kingmen out verbally needle them? This is super fun. I mean, absolutely. You can do. I'll try yeah. to work out the mechanics in a mechanic. Yeah, I'm, I'm let, like, and let Danny react as Jing Min too. Yeah. You know? So it, it, it's the dance is just player agency. So yeah. Um, so it's it's very much that like I don't know who you are, but it seems to me you're trying to prove something to yourself when you don't even know what you want to your own mm. end. Mm hmm. Hmm. Because knowing, you know, Amuk obviously has a relationship with Jingmen, so he knows exactly where to punch, essentially, yeah. emotionally, to get through. Mm -hmm. And 
I, yeah, just using that as part of a, ver of a verbal needle to use takes one to no one. Takes one to no one. Let me grow there. Mm -hmm. So it's when you verbally needle someone by finding the weakness in their armor, roll with focus. On a hit, ask one question. On a seven and nine, they ask one of you as well. Yeah, roll with focus, Samuk. That is a nine plus a one, a ten. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's nothing. Oh. oh, God. So you have found a weakness in their armor, so to speak. Mm -hmm. What question do you ask? What do you need to prove? little one well that's that's very uh that's on topic <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's one of the provided questions all he added was little one <laughs> that's great <Yeah. laughs> and then anyone who lies or stonewalls marks two fatigue on a miss your attack leaves you exposed they may ask you one question from the list and you must answer honestly yeah, but because you've had a strong hit, they don't get a mechanical question in return at all. So this is good. All right, men, this this lands. Your ankles are still tied. You're still impaired. And a mook, though trying to play the stranger, is taking the conflicted position of also trying to physically remove you from this duel. Do I not need to answer that question? You can just... stonewall and mark two fatigue. Or lie okay. and mark two fatigue. Um, but otherwise, you do have to say something. Um, hmm. Interestingly, Jing Gong, watching this exchange, has stepped back, drawn another arrow, but he is waiting and watching very curiously what happens. I just want to check. Lin and um, Fumi, are you still... Like heads through <laughs> only, or are, have you stepped into the tent? Um, a lot is happening quickly. Nicholas is still peeking in, mouth agape. Uh, uh, what? Okay. For me, sees like the grandpa, like notches arrow. She'll step fully in and prepare her wind just in case he attacks. Like while Jingmin mm -hmm. is distracted. Okay. Nice. Um. Yeah, Jingmin, in response to Amuk, she'll say, I, I want to prove that I've grown better and stronger than the evil in my past. I need this. Is that an honest answer? That's Jingmin? an honest answer. That's not a like lie. One. Okay. Amuk, you have had some success. Because Jingmin has tight ankles, uh, she can't exactly walk to cooperate. I imagine there's still some struggle happening. Mm -hmm. But you have if, an opportunity to begin to drag or pick up or whatever to try to move towards the Amuk, end of the tent if with Amuk her. Approaches, if Amuk mm -hmm. approaches Jingmin to try to drag him, she'll shout out to Gong and say, Remember, Grandpa, they're just obstacles. And she'll start firing arrows at Amuk. 
like if he oh, if, if he tries to if he tries to reach out to like grab him, mm-hmm. he'll try she'll try to shoot arrows at his hands. Kind of like um, an archer's way of slapping someone's hand away if they try to preemptively reach for like a, <laughs> a, a, a menu item for at a dinner table or something. <laughs> As one does. Yes. As so one this, does, one, yeah. this, this, this method draws a little more blood if effective, but you know. Yeah. Just because you're bleeding doesn't mean they die. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's I right. like that. Uh, I think Amuk's going to approach Jingmin and get shot at. <laughs> I like. Ashton? Does Amook still have the arrow in his shoulder, too? He yes. does. Yes, it's <laughs> still in there. <laughs> but I... As soon as I see Jingmin start to fling an arrow, uh, Amook is just going to kind of look at her. Not with any emotion. No disdain. No disappointment. No disgust. Just... St- dare and then just immediately put up an ice wall and turn around to the grandfather and stop me if this is too much Steve Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amook is just going to with some anger obviously being able to kind of read the room and after hearing Jingman's words kind of understanding who this is to an extent hmm blood bend him into place <gasps> oh so you've put up an ice wall to stop the arrows from men you've now turned towards her opponent whom you have speculations about and you want to essentially freeze him in place with blood bending Physically freezing. I don't mean cold. Is it, yeah, yeah, like yeah. You want to immobilize him, him. with enough crunching and hey. you know blood sounds coming from him <laughs> to to let Ooh, to let ew. everyone know. And I want the visual of it to be that it's like it's been a couple weeks since the moose last done this, since everything mm. happened before, mm. but he's still enjoying it. So I had said that I wanted to put you in the exchange, but each thing that's happened has kept me in the fiction outside of the exchange. (laughs) (laughs) And the the first thing, and this is actually uh, a good point that Justin raises in chat as well, is that uh, it is not a full moon, whereas it was very, it was like the night before a full moon, last time you exerted Mm -hmm. yourself to bloodbend. And, um, and so this would be, if successful, an extremely costly thing. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm of two minds about which way this could go. And I think it depends, Amuk, on, on you and how hard you try to exert yourself to do this. Until he passes out. You would you would push yourself for this to the push point of exhaustion. To the point of exhaustion, yeah. Okay just to hold someone in place until you faint. Mm -hmm. Because I I just want to illustrate that you feel as you try to muster this. It's not working. You feel how difficult and costly it is and how much more of you it would take. And you think it would take all of you. So 
do you think that that a mook would you know i just i'm just making sure do you think he would no, push it, himself to a point of collapse in effectively this removing himself from the situation just to yeah. try to hold someone still for a moment to hold on yeah knowing that jingmin is hopefully taking this opportunity to get ready so you're trying to give her every chance you can in other words to get out of this duel i think it's it's uh too juicy to completely resist mm -hmm. how much fatigue do you have marked gus two okay well mark the rest <laughs> Just, just, just go ahead and fill, fill that up. Just for go me. ahead and fill that up for me. <laughs> go ahead, just go ahead and clock out for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would also say this would be a a balance moment as well. Yeah, give me, give me some thoughts on that because that's what I'm thinking as well. Amuk is just focused on getting the results he wants right now, so it's definitely pushing him further into the results his balance yeah what are you at on your balance track uh plus one to towards results right now okay let's do that let's move you towards plus two what i'm what i'm um trying to sort out is that um it makes sense to me that you would faint that you would get to that point of exhaustion and that would at least if we were to try to strictly follow mechanics so when we take you out of the scene in that way or others it's mm -hmm. because you've been pushed all the way off a balance track or you've been you have five fatigue marked and all conditions marked and you can't mark another and you're made to do that i don't necessarily think that the solution here is to mechanically mark all of your conditions and then suggest that you'd have to mark an additional fatigue and then take you out or something else like that. Yeah. Um, that feels like a strange way to make this happen. Instead, I kind of want to let that fatigue sit with you mm -hmm. and, and short term, uh, have you faint in the fiction, uh, while leaving yeah. your other conditions and balance things kind of where they are. So you have shifted one. So you're, you're at plus two, um, plus two, yeah. results. And uh, Amuk, through all of this harrowing, costly exertion, you see Jing Gong's expression shift to one of shock and horror. Minnie, who are you dealing with? <laughs> and he does start to contort and move strangely and drop his bow. Amuk is far more than an obstacle at the moment, Jingmin. You have a moment to do something with this, but I also want to turn to Fumi and Lin and see, as they're watching and taking in all of this, <laughs> if they also interject in some way. Because that's what we need. We just need more people shaking stuff up. I don't know. I'm just saying. You don't have to do anything. But any any uh, any ideas on what you do, if anything? <laughs> no, I think just watching this unfold, like they Fumi's need some jaw is just fully on the ground, right? <laughs> oh, God, uh, they need some therapy. <laughs> oh, do we? <laughs> I mean, if you guys don't, oh, 
Yeah, anything from Lynn? What is there to do, right? This is easily the scariest thing we've seen so far. And Fumi and I almost killed two people by being a little bad at earthbending. Like, and this is scarier than that. This is, like, Lynn is stunned. Fully okay. in the tent now, stunned, not sure what to do. Very close to running away. Booking it, booking it. <laughs> it just helps to make sure that you've had an opportunity. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, plunge forward. And... Yeah, Danny. Um, Jingmen will sort of re regain herself. I think she has this moment to sort of get the bolas off of her feet, if you're okay with that. Yeah, for the moment, I would say you are out of the exchange. Your opponent yeah. is fully occupied. You're also yeah. given uh, a window of time to do extra yeah. things. And she'll sort of stand up and kind of through the ice wall, I think she sees Amuk sort of holding his hand up toward Gong. Mm -hmm. And I think she sees that expression on Amuk's face through this ice wall, like it's sort of like distorted, like expression of Amuk's face, just sort of emotionlessly staring at Gong as he's bending the blood in his veins. And she'll just yell at the top of her lungs, Dada, get them out of here. And she wants to try to call on them to get Amuk, Akifumi, and Lin out of this tent. Just get them out. Thank you for bringing my attention to the fact that Pearl and Donna did go into this tent and that I haven't done anything with them. <laughs> <laughs> so much is happening. And, and, I mean, and, in that, and in that same moment, um, would you would you say it's not going too far as to say that Gong is closer to like the edge of the tent right now? Closer than you are? Yeah, to like an edge of the tent or like a wall of the tent? A wall, yeah, yeah, sure. In that same moment, she'll she's going to try to go and dive and tackle into Jingong, kind of getting him out of the tent. Maybe like tackle him down and like roll like out from under one of the tent walls. If that's possible. Uh, I mean, it is possible, especially given the fact that you've done damage at the top of the tent. We've had a bison come through and mess some stuff up. Um, yeah. So so things are looser for the pegs for the exterior of the tent, probably all around. Um, yeah. I will say... It doesn't like, yeah. damage him in any way or like hurt him. It's just to get him out of the tent. Get him yeah. and Min. Him and Min out of the tent. I, I like it a lot. Um, so this is a push your luck. Okay. Um, because you are in a, in a short span of time taking a bolas off your ankles, sprinting around the wild wall of ice that Amuk has mm -hmm. erected precisely to keep you from gong. Yeah. And trying to get through uh, the tent in your tackle. So I mean, it's just a lot. Um, okay. I'm, give, I'm giving you the bolas and and diving quickly around this ice wall. And so we'll roll to yes. find out what happens with this tackle as you're tackling someone whose blood is being bent. Okay. I am going to push the luck. <laughs> P-T-L. 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 That is an 11 on the dice. Ooh. A minus Ooh. two from impaired. Ooh. For a nine, but a plus one from passion. 
for a tent. <laughs> we love a journey. We love a journey. That's right. We do love a journey. I just thought I, I just thought I'd take you all on another one of those. Oh my god! As I was rolling, as the dice fell, I saw that I was impaired, and I'm like, no, because this is a physical action. <laughs> Ah, so impaired would apply to a physical action. Yeah, because yeah, I already, because I figured I chose. I never stated it, but I chose to opt for not marking the fatigue because I was already at three. So I was like, I won't mark the fatigue, so I'll just take the minus two to all physical actions. Yeah, yep. And I feel like okay. we're sort of still in that scene, right? So I probably still yes. have it. <laughs> yep. Well, actually, Danny, impaired is a status that was connected only to the bolas. The bolas. Oh. And so because you've removed that in the fiction, you've now, you can remove that status and clear that. Okay. So in other words, your role is too higher. Yeah. So on a 10 plus, your boldness pays off despite the cost. I tell you another lucky opportunity. Wow. I mean, you could not be more opposed to a Mook's wishes right now, but that is the way it goes. <laughs> Right now, it's just two friends who are completely doing the opposite of what they're asking each other to do. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, let's let's focus the camera on Min, and then afterwards we'll switch to see what happens with Donna and Perla, and their interactions with the other three. Um, so, Danny, tell us what we see with regards to your attempts to tackle or get. Uh, your grandfather out of the tent and then I'll narrate cost and opportunity so yeah so I'm guessing this is like a pretty large ice wall right so as soon as she stands up and is able to get the bullets off of her that's when she yells to Perla and Donna she's Perla Zona, get them out of here and then just sprinting as fast as she can around the ice wall not even like taking a moment to glance at a move, just staring straight at Jing Gong, leaps forward and just full on like tackles, tries to like tackles him. Mm -hmm. And both Jing Min and Jing Gong are like rolling towards the direction of the wall of the hand. Yeah. And you've succeeded on your roll, so you can roll out of the tent. That was the main goal that I heard. Okay, yeah. Is that is that what you'd like? Yes. Yes, that's I would very much like for that. <laughs> okay. A bunch of dust is kicked up um, and you roll uh, fiercely with all the force that Jingmin could muster. And this tangle of raccoon and grandfather <laughs> exits the tent uh, through a loose part of the canvas. This grand raccoon cluster. <laughs> Grand raccoon. Raccoon pa. Raccoon pa. <laughs> yes. And Perla and Donna were inside the tent as well. First lay firm hands on Fumi and Lin on their shoulders. And pick you up off the ground. And Donna says... Nothing personal, kid. I like you all now. Just, just gotta... I'm on a mission. We have to stop meeting like this. Perla says, 
Yeah, agreed. Jesus. Do you have to pick us up like this? Well, will you just walk away? Yeah. Well, <laughs> halfway. We still have to stay here in the, in the circus. Okay. Don't do Actually, anything funny. <laughs> can we possibly meet with you guys later? Possibly. Perla um, says, nods and says, adds, keep talking. <laughs> we have a, a a little bit of an issue with um someone named Woshi Ikeru. <laughs> taking, taking the opportunity. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I, there's so much happening and Fumi's like, let's talk. Do you remember? <laughs> let's have a chit chat. I love it. I love it. My sister was threatened. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sounds familiar. He's kind of threatening us. We can only use our muscle for that if the boss says so. Or if it's part of Jingmin's mission. Okay. Can, let's put a pin in this just for like a second. Just for like a second. Um, they put you down. Thank you. <laughs> just been holding you with ease. <laughs> and now they'll gently put you down. Yeah. Um, so, so there's a child getting beat to death by her grandfather and um, our friend just really scarily bloodbended someone so if it's okay with you please don't pick us up again we're gonna deal with those things and then we'll talk to you okay I think they're trying to stop us from helping Jing Min so if by we're deal with you mean by deal with i mean emotionally process those things at our own pace in a space that is six <laughs> feet away from you at least and i mean absolutely nothing else and i mean that with my entire heart perla's face goes just like her eyes go wide her jaw slack dawning comprehension is very apparent to you lynn Ah, okay. Right. They look said, over to where Jingmin has successfully rolled out of the tent, creating a form of separation between the groups, and they shrug. And they look at a mook who's still just like just beginning to lower his guard from having exerted himself in bloodbending. Do you remember offhand which one was crushing on a mook? Was it Perla? Oh I gosh, it was... I didn't record it either. I think it was They're Perla. interchangeable. <laughs> I feel like it was that Perla. Well I feel like it was Perla. I also feel like it was Perla, yeah. Alright, Perla says on the way out. Keep it up, hot stuff. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> and they step out of the tent to go and check in on Jingmin and whatever remains of their mission. A mook, I need to, to quickly follow up here and say that as your target was essentially taken from you, you could feel in a very strange way. I mean, this is mysterious stuff, right? Chi, bending, especially blood bending, the lesser studied arts. You could feel as Jing Gong was tackled 
while you were trying to hold and manipulate his his body that something very wrong happened inside of him as he was knocked away while still in your grip. Ooh, I was worried about that. But that realization is quickly overcome by your own exhaustion as the edges of your vision blur and fade to black and you become terribly woozy and faint. Lin and Fumi, you watch Amuk struggle and shake and then fall to one knee and then the other and then he collapses forward. He's still breathing, but for the moment he is spent. We need to help him. Um, do you know anywhere we can lay him down or something? Yeah, there's usually a medical tent somewhere. We can find it. Uh, <laughs> is going to raise a slab of stone underneath a mook like a makeshift gurney with quite a bit of effort and start just like carrying earth and a mook I like it a lot yeah I won't make you roll for that you know how to move a slab so <laughs> um I feel like Circus layout doesn't change a ton, right? First aid is still going to be in generally the same spot, and we can take a mook to someone who's totally not trained for an injury of this level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, you, you do remember, like, the general layout of things, and... Some things are familiar. It's just a little elevated in terms of the quality of everything and maybe the number of tents and other amenities or whatever you would call it, structures. Um, you move towards uh, what you know to be a medical tent. But let's cut to Jingmin and Jinggang as they tumble. Yeah, no, because I was going to say I want to... I think... Stuff something I want to do before they before they get too far far. Yeah, for sure, for uh, sure. Yeah. Um, is Jinkong conscious? He is. You've been able to feel as you roll that he's trying to win in position. And as the dust settles, the two of you push yourselves to stand outside of the tent. Jingmin, you've succeeded in separating yourselves from the group. You see the others begin to exit the tent just after Donna and Perla. Donna and Perla come and attend to, to you. They stand near you, ready if you ask them for something. And you see the others moving a mook on a slab. Does Jing Gong seem pretty weakened at this point? His stance is not what it was moments before. Mm. And he puts a hand to his ribs. Um, Min, this duel is more costly than I had bargained for. I concede defeat. It wasn't me. I will fight you again. On fair Very grounds. Well. With no interruptions. As you wish. But for now, 
You still have to come with me. Okay? I will keep my word. Okay. She'll turn to Pearl and Anna and say, Grab him. Bring him to Kamadi. Um, tell her that I need to stay and figure something out. But just bring him to Kamadi. Lock, lock him up. You'll finish the mission without us? Well, the mission's... This was the mission, guys. The mission was to get information from Jingang. But Kamadi's going to have Jingang. So the, the mission's like over now, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess so. If we get him there... I don't... Are you... Are you uh, just knock him out. He's an old man. The tissue around his skull is probably softened. It should be easy. Allow me a moment. Before Donna and Perla put their hands on him, Jing Gong reaches into his robe. Mm. And he fires a signal flare. I was ready to see anthrax. This is worse. Uh, oh boy. Now, I wanted to make sure that I circled back to this because it's easy to miss these things in the blur of the fiction. The cost of your push the pushing the luck, your PTL. Yeah, I was scared that he died or something. Was <laughs> the internal damage to Jing Gong, which you may not have intended. <clears throat> um, but I'm supposed to give you an additional lucky opportunity related to your effort to get out of the tent. Mm. So, Jing <laughs> The lucky opportunity is that you see something that no one else does now that you're outside of the tent. Donna and Perla have their eyes fixed on Jing Gong. His gaze in turn is fixed on you. But as you look past them at the storage tent, you see President Moon, hands tied behind her back, being walked out of the tent and towards the edge of the circus by several people in uniforms. She seems compliant. There's no sign of struggle. And she fades out of sight. Huh. So that's your lucky opportunity for getting out into that place at that time. Um, real quick question, Steve. Yeah. Would you say mechanically... Mm-hmm. As per the me as per the mechanics of the challenge move, would this be a win? Oh. Oh. I mean, I totally agree with with Jingmin's assessment of, of the the, the yeah. fight, which is that it was interrupted, and yeah, and it may not feel like a victory, but yeah, mechanically, yeah. is it a victory? Mm -hmm. I think I'm completely fine with saying it's not. Okay. Because Jingmen definitely does not look at it like a victory. 
She looks at it as a mook's victory, which really frustrates her. Oh. <laughs> no. I am going to say that I agree hmm. that you did not have a satisfying victory, all things considered. I'm more than okay with that. I just realized we're at the end of our time. I want oh, to allow no. anyone who has any juicy things to add to the fiction before we close. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Jingmin, she would. Yeah. So she, I want to make sure I establish this. She wants Pearl and Donna to, at this point now, just ignore the flare, maybe knock Jinggong out and take him out of there. But Jingmin's going to stay at the circus and try to catch up with the rest of the group and help like help a mook ah. and Akifumi and Lin. Okay. Donna and Perla strike your grandfather in the back of the head and then carry his limp body. They look very conspicuous. Some children are horrified as they move towards the edge of the circus. Um, but <laughs> otherwise it seems to be without incident. Donna and Perla are not known for espionage or discretion. Mm. Um, Lin, Fumi, you are moving a mook, uh, and you make it to the first aid tent when Jing Min catches up with you. And you look back and see tussled hair, a raccoon face, a little bit of blood spattered, and as you exchange glances, I will allow Fumi or Lin to say something if they like. Can you do me a favor and just wait outside for like five minutes? Because I think if we go in with him and you come in with us, they're probably going to want to call the cops. Yeah. That, that makes all the sense in the world. I'm just going to wait right here. Okay, great. And just maybe like clean up something blood jump make it look intentional uh, okay okay are you okay by the way Jingmin? oh that too <laughs> I'm 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 fine I'm I just want to know what you guys are doing here, but we can talk about that later right now. We just got to make sure it moves okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely talk about that shortly. Okay, and... I'm going to go wash myself. Okay, good idea. Yeah. And we yeah. cut on the greatest of cliffhangers. What will Jingmin do <laughs> to wash herself? <laughs> I'm brainstorming right now. You know? How will she look afterwards? Will the cleanup be convincing? You know, I might have to do the Kingman uh, wanted poster for her face paint on. Yes. <laughs> I love how the cliffhanger is how is Jingmin going to wash herself? Not what does the flare mean? What the heck's going on with President Moon? Is the mook going to be okay? <laughs> and I mean, like. That, but it, truly, the face paint is the most pressing detail. I right? think so. Because I think, yeah. From what I we've established, right, Lin could very easily take this face paint off of Jing Min. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. For some reason, she's opted oh, not yeah. to. Preoccupied, perhaps. 
A little busy. A little busy. Yeah, I, feel like it's, I feel like it's not going too far as to say Lynn's a little frustrated with men right now. Now, now hold no. on. Where would you get that emotion from? Where would you even possibly get an idea like that from, Danny? What on God's green earth would drive you to that conclusion? Wow. For our only audio listeners, there was a zoom. There's a red tint that swiped over the camera. Yeah, I feel Ugh. like I just got a great treat. So thank <laughs> you for that, Jinkies. Um, everybody, we're really glad you're hanging with us. Um, this is Justifier Media. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Come check us out on Twitch and TikTok and other places we do this stuff. Okay, yes. love you. Love you. Bye. Musical episode eventually. Okay, bye. <laughs> Relics of the New Republic is an Avatar Legends actual play podcast produced by Dustfire Media. As an independent production, your support helps us to continue putting out content like this. We'd like to thank our White Lotus Agent patron members like Makura. If you're interested in supporting Dustfire Media, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash dustfiremedia where you can access exclusive content including The Forge, our Patreon-exclusive show. Dustfire Media seeks to remain family-friendly, but this is an improv storytelling game, and the players may briefly depict scenes with more mature story elements. Until next week, seek harmony. <laughs>